How many of you know that when we lift up Jesus, which is what we just did, amen? What happens is that all people are drawn unto him. And who do we love? We love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love him in this house. And we love to, we love to shower him with all our praise. We, we love to just give him our all. We, we don't hold anything back. And he loves that. He loves the showering of praise. When we adore him with everything within us. And we don't care what it looks like. We don't even care how long it goes. We don't care. Do you know we're going to do this 24-7 eventually in heaven? Why not now? Why not here? Why not you? Amen. We also believe in the second coming of Christ. Amen. Who believes that Jesus is returning? Turn to your neighbor and say, I believe that Jesus is also returning. Not only do I believe that Jesus is returning, but I'm going to be awake and prepared. Who's going to be awake and prepared? Amen. We are all going to be awake and prepared. We live from the overflow. I live from the overflow, not from the barely enough. I live from the overflow of the Holy Spirit. We live from the overflow. Come on, somebody. Abraham's like, yeah, I live from the overflow from the Holy Ghost that is on the inside of me. Today we're going to be talking about the ten virgins. Okay, we're going to talk about the parable of the ten virgins. And you probably have heard this story before. And we know that some had, well, all ten of them had oil, but they didn't all have the same amount of oil. I want the overflow. I want to live in the overflow. I want to live ready. I want to live so ready that, that my oil is flowing like rivers of living water. It's just flowing out of my belly. How about you? Every one of us. That the joy of the Lord is our strength now because we know that Jesus is returning. Hallelujah. So we're going to live ready. We're going to live ready. Father, we thank you for this message. I thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that directed me to bring forth this message tonight. Lord, I thank you for those that you brought here tonight. Lord, we all want to live ready. Teach us what we need to do so that, Lord, we have ample oil, not just barely enough, but the reservoir of oils flowing through us. We thank you, Father, for keeping the oil flowing that we live ready, that you are returning for a spotless bride. Father, we thank you that you're making us a spotless bride in the mighty name of Jesus. So in the parable of the 10 virgins, Jesus tells us this story of, of the 10 bridesmaids that he chose. He chose to participate in a wedding, in a wedding feast. And like I said, there were five that were wise and five that were foolish. The wise had ample oil. Say ample oil. And the foolish had little oil. Okay, we're going to read Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. But I, I'm going to read here from the word of God. Hallelujah. It says here, verse 1 of, of Matthew 25, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. The, these ten virgins, they took their lamps and they went out to meet the bridegroom. We want to meet 
the bridegroom. We take our lamps. What is our lamp? Our, our, the lamp is the word of God. The word of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That is Psalm 119 verse 105. Thy word, his word is a lamp unto our feet. It's the scripture. So these it says here, these virgins, these 10 virgins, they took the word of God. Can we all agree that they had the word? They had the word. Amen. They went out to meet the bridegroom. Jesus is our bridegroom. Verse two. Now the five, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Sounds like they had no oil at all. Jump down to verse 8. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. You have to understand something right now. The oil lamps, in Bible days, they did not have candles. They had oil lamps. And the oil lamps had a wick. And the, and the wick they needed to keep trimmed, trimmed, and I'll explain that in a minute, but in the bottom of the oil lamp was the oil, the reservoir, the extra, right? And what would happen is, is that the oil would come up through the wick. Our lives are like the wick. And the oil would come through the reservoir, up through the wick, and it would burn, that's why they would light it, and it would give off, it would give off the, 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 the light, right? The lamp is going to be light. Who is the light? Jesus Christ within us. But they needed to keep their lamps, not just full with oil, but they needed to keep their wicks trimmed. And if they didn't keep their wicks trimmed, then the oil that was produced from these lamps was actually not nice, bright, clean oil, but it was smoky. It was smoky. That was an untrimmed wick, like an untrimmed life. When our lives are not trimmed, when our lives are not kept right, when we don't keep our lives right, these were 10 virgins. These were 10 that had the word. These were 10 that were looking and preparing and waiting for the return, but they weren't all ready. And this message is to make sure that we're ready. This message is to make sure that we live ready, live in the overflow, live in the overflow with our wicks trimmed. We must keep our wicks trimmed. What does she mean by that? She means this. She means that we must make sure that we live our lives disciplined, that we live our lives in the word of God, that we live our lives in prayer and in fasting, which are disciplines that will keep us hungry for the more of Christ. And the world has no hold on us. The world and the appetites of the world has nothing on us because we understand something. We understand hunger, which is from Christ that he gives us, but that is actually attainable as we press into his word and his presence, his presence. So we keep our lives trimmed. How many of you would say, I'm keeping my life trimmed? In other words, discipline, disciplined, because I'm making sure I'm in the word. Do you know in this day, in this hour, there are a lot of believers. Oh, you may be surprised. I don't know if you are not, but I am sometimes surprised at some of the things that I hear of Christians. They do. They are Christ-like, those that bear his name, and you would have no idea. But sometimes the way lives are lived does not give glory to God. 
And we've got to be people that are more concerned to live our lives with our wicks trimmed, that we give glory to God and not be people that care about what other people are going to think or say. Only what God thinks and says, because he is the most important. He is the only one that matters. When it really boils down, when it really boils down to it all, we have to live. We get to live our lives so, so surrendered and so, so trimmed, so disciplined. The disciplines of a Christian life. So good. Costly, yeah, but so good. Let's talk about the oil for a little bit. I'm going to get back to reading the story, but let's talk about the oil for a little bit. They had a little bit of oil, but they didn't have very much. You'll see in a moment that they asked to, to buy some of the, of the other oil that the others had, that the other five had. The oil of the Lord, the oil, the Holy Spirit. Oil, the Holy Spirit represents the oil, right? Are you with me in this church? Amen. Okay. I like the feedback. The oil, it represents the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but there's also, because when you got saved, you received the Holy Spirit. We all did. We all did. But then there is an overflow. There is an empowering. There is an anointing. I could call it like that. An anointing that you receive as you live your life, uh, expecting more in Christ, pressing in for the more disciplined, trimmed wick. Like I just said, there is an increase. There is an increase of the anointing. Your anointing, only you could receive from the Holy Spirit because it cost you something. It cost Jesus everything, but it cost you something. You cannot live on my anointing. I cannot live on yours because it cost me something. It cost me too much and it cost you too much. But that oil that you had to go through the pressing, when you went through the pressing, it caused something to change on the inside of you. Well, what was that? It's the anointing. It's the oil. It's the overflow of what I'm talking about. You've got some believers that just want to live their life very comfortable. They don't want a three hour service. They don't want to have anything that's going to cost them too much of their life, their time, their comforts. But I'll tell you right now, are you willing to be sold out for Christ? No matter what he asks of you, because when you're willing to be sold out for Christ, then let me tell you, you start to experience the overflow that I'm talking about. The overflow that actually has the signs and the wonders. The overflow that actually has the joy of the Lord. There's no reason why we shouldn't be walking with the joy of the Lord, which by the way is our strength. The joy of the Lord gives us strength. Amen. Gives us vision. It gives us purpose. That's what Jesus does for us when we live in this overflow. You experience it more. You understand it more. It's costly, but it costs Jesus everything. It won't cost you everything. Not compared to Christ. It may feel like it. It won't cost you everything. Let's talk about natural oil for a moment. Olive oil. And it's through the pressing. We know this. It's through the pressing of the oil. When oil is pressed, any, anything that is not pure comes out. It's removed. It's extracted. It has to go through the process again and again and again for it to be pure virgin olive oil, right? It's costly and it, it goes through a lot, but that's how our lives are. That's how our lives are, but it's precious. 
to the Lord. And that's what he did for us. And so we go back to this story and we see these 10, these 10 virgins. They all had a lamp. They all had the word. I want you to see how this is many times in the church. I want you to see that Jesus says, I'm coming back for a bride, but is the bride going to be ready? I want you to look at your own life right now. And I want you to see, am I, am I really ready? Because, when, because Jesus, when he comes back, he's coming back for a bride, spotless, spotless bride. And he said, when I come back, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Because he says, he who endures to the end shall be saved. So, you know, we don't hear a lot of times messages on whether it be salvation, or, or and not, not often anyways, or whether it be on end times. But let me tell you, the day and the hour that we live in right now, we need to hear this. We need to be reminded of this. We need to know that your life, your obedience to Christ actually matters. It matters so much. You being obedient, living your life with your wick trimmed, you living in obedience to Christ, doesn't matter what other people are doing. You being obedient to Christ, how much this matters. It matters so much. You know, in a world and in a day, in an hour, where evil they call good and good they call evil, when every rules and laws are just being changed right before our very eyes, and it causes us to grieve, does it not? Some of the atrocities, some of the things that are happening, you're like, how in the world could we be living in this time? And how could we be hearing and seeing this? But yet we are, right? I mean, come on, we're not without hope. We have hope. Our hope is in the Lord. But how do we give to this next generation right? How do we give them the hope that we have? We didn't have to experience all these things that we're seeing now. Our kids are going to be raised with them as normal. Some of the craziness, some of the disgusting things, and it's going to be called normal in their life? Are you kidding? Well, how are we going to portray to them? This is absolutely not right. If we have mixture in our life, if we have barely any oil in our lives, we have to have the oil of the Lord and it's got to be overflowing. You can't look like the rest of the world. There are a lot of Christians that look like the rest of the world. Amen. They look like the rest of the world. They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to say the name of Jesus. But I'll tell you right now, in this church, I got some bold people. Because they will not bow down at the workplace. They're not going to stop, stop saying, bless you. Come on. When people are being persecuted right now in our day, not even for saying God bless you, just for saying bless you. Tell me about that. Just for saying bless you. No, I'm not kidding. And people are being persecuted and, and almost losing their job, and the story is still yet to be told. But I'll tell you right now at the end of it, because she's in, she's in the middle of it. But I'll tell you right now, she's not backing down. Why? Because we cannot give away what Christ said. I paid all of it, my whole life, everything within me. Do you have the oil? Then if you have my oil, saith the Lord, then why? Why would you live as someone that didn't have any or barely has any? Why? I want you to live in the overflow. It's going to cause a boldness in, but in you, but it's also going to cause an expectation within you. Will you rise up and would you be the hands and the feet? Would you be the salt and the light of the earth? Because in this day, in this hour, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to stand out. Oh, you will stand out. If you're going to stand for Jesus, you will stand out. You will stand out. You'll look different. You will be persecuted. Not everybody will like you. It's okay. God loves you. It's okay. God always has his remnant. He always has his remnant, right? 
And so this is actually the church that I'm talking about. This is the church that Jesus wants to come back for a pure, spotless bride. And we want to make sure that we are that pure and spotless bride when he comes back. So let's go back to verse 3. Those who were foolish took their lamps and, and, and took no oil with them. But like I said, because of verse 8, we could see that it says here, the fool, verse 8, and, uh, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are, are going out. Our lamps are going out, meaning that the light, the wick was still lit. So there was a little bit of light, a little bit of oil still left in the bottom, but it wasn't going to be enough. It wasn't going to be enough for what? It wasn't going to be enough to, to maintain that, that wick being burning bright until Jesus came back because nobody knows the day or the hour. We don't know when he's coming back. And they realize we're not going to have enough oil. I don't think we're going to have enough oil. Don't you be caught without enough oil. Say, I'm not going to be caught without enough oil. Oh, no. My oil is not running out. I'm going to live in the overflow of the oil. See, when we gather together and we worship the way we just got done worshiping, this is not performance. We do not perform here. We lavish our love. We lavish him with everything. We're not here to, we're not here to play church. We're, we're here to worship him with everything within us. And that's why you guys are drawn. That's what you are attracted to. You're attracted to Christ and the, and the, and the lavishing of, of our hearts to him. And that's what he loves. But see, this is when you do this, your oil continues to get filled up to the overflow. You want to know how you get more oil? You're, you continue to press in. What better place to be than in his glorious presence? People getting healed. People getting saved. People getting delivered. What better place to be? Not for me, there is no other place. Okay. So number four, verse four, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Oh, I love this. The wise, the wise, say I'm wise. We're, we're the wise bride. Yep. And we're going to take oil in our vessels. And that oil is the overflow, that overflow. I, okay. So in, in John 738, I don't know if we could put on John 738, but he that believes on me as the scriptures have said out of his belly, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, to me, that's the overflow right there. Out of his belly, that's John 7, 38. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's the overflow. Yeah. And in Psalm 92, 10, it says, be anointed with fresh oil. This is what the word tells us, that we get to be anointed with fresh oil. Fresh fresh. That means every day, are you getting your portion? That means every day, are you in the presence of God? And that means every day, are you like the wise virgins that are making sure that he's replenishing? Because sometimes you can feel exhausted. You can feel tired. You can feel like you give out, you give out, give out, and you can feel low. But I'll tell you right now, God wants you to be filled up filled up, filled up to the overflow. He wants you to make sure that you live in this overflow. Amen. See right here. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Every day you should be asking the Lord to anoint you with fresh oil. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you. Daily you anoint us with fresh oil. Every day, the oil of your gladness, the oil of your spirit. We thank you for that oil every day. Hallelujah. So like I said, it's not the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit when you got saved. But I'm talking about the overflow right now. I'm talking about the anointing. I'm talking about the overflow. Oh, praise the Lord. Verse 5. But when the bridegroom was delayed, when the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. 
We are not going to be a church that slumbers and sleeps. We are not going to be asleep at the wheel. We are going to be awake in the name of Jesus. We are awaking right now. Awake, O sleeper, arise. And as a matter of fact, I'm praying this over you right now. In the name of Jesus, every spiritually asleep place in your life, every place that you're spiritually asleep, I command right now the awakening. Right now that the scales come off right now. That any hardness comes off right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we decree right now to every demonic numbing to every demonic numbing in your life where you don't even know how to feel you're just shut down and you're just shut up and you're just going through life like some kind of a robot like some kind of a mummy well in the name of Jesus a man right now the numbness to come off the demonic numbness to come off of you right now no it's not going to stay in your life it is not going to stay in the name of Jesus every generational bondage right now of false false eternal security oh we take authority over that right now no the truth sets you free and so in jesus name you're going to have confidence that you are saved and set free healed and delivered but there is no false eternal no false form of eternal salvation that is going to be within your life you're going to know and when you know everybody else is going to know trust me in my house nobody doubts my salvation nobody doubts who i am where i am in christ nobody doubts where i stand on the issues nobody doubts in your life nobody's gonna doubt your salvation nobody's gonna say well are they a Christian I know when you die when you pass nobody's gonna wonder Amen. come on you gotta live your life so when you pass nobody goes oh she was a Christian oh God help us that better not be your story nobody's gonna doubt nobody's gonna wonder where do they stand on the issues oh they're gonna know because Christ alone the hope of glory we are sold out we are sold out for you Jesus and it doesn't matter if people don't like it it doesn't matter if they don't like the package it comes in it doesn't matter at all we know one thing we just love him and we're not gonna let anything stop us from pursuing him with everything within us right amen everything that is within us God wants to increase you in your life right in other words he wants to bring the gifts that he's putting you in because obviously we decrease he increases but what I mean is that he wants the gifts that he's putting you to be pouring out of you that's the outpouring that's the oil that I'm talking about that's why we keep our lip our lamps trimmed it's not just for us it's not just so that we can have spiritual disciplines that spiritual discipline is so that you could be a blessing everywhere you go so that people know Christ and they'll know Christ because of you they'll know Christ because you were the the feet that brought the good news it was your feet that were the beautiful feet that brought the good news because you were not afraid you were not afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ and you shared you shared when there was an opportunity you gave forth the truth you loved even when it was difficult you loved you were there even when everyone else turned their backs you were there you spoke when everyone else was silent you were not gonna be silent because you cared more about what Jesus says in his word than what man says You know what? I preached this message a little bit ago on black, uh, all lives matter. I actually preached it a couple times. You know, different, uh, a different twist, but still the same thing. All lives matter. And you know, I just recently preached that. And I said in my message, I said, I don't understand how any Christian could actually support that movement. I actually said, it's full of witchcraft. It is so full of things you do. If you go to their website and you look at what they stand for, you'll see the witchcraft. You'll see the, you'll see the disgusting. You'll see what they stand for. And they stand for necromancy. 
calling forth the dead, spirits of the dead. They stand for this. You can read it. You, they stand for calling forth their ancestral lineage that have passed on before them, calling them for help. They want to become one with the deceased. They want to pray. They said that they want to fill their house and the houses that they go to with those spirits. Are you kidding me right now? How could we as believers be okay with the movement? With the movement. We're not against any person. We love all people and God loves all. For God so loved the world, not just the certain color or certain race. He so loved the world that he gave his only son. So we're not against people. It's the movement in and of itself. And then to top it off, and you can read this on their website. To top it off, they said on their website that they believe in freeing people's minds of having a heterosexual relationship, that that's the only way to do it, that just having heterosexual relationships, you know, one man, one woman, that they want to free people. They want to free people from this kind of thinking because they said, we, we want to we wanna promote transgender women and queer women. Oh my gosh, are we in church and is she talking about that? Yes, and you should know better by now. You should know better by now. You know what, if I don't tell you these things, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go out there and you're going to be, some of you, not all, some of you are going to go out there and you'll be convinced otherwise. Because the world is doing a really, really good job bringing forth deception. And pastors should be preaching this. They should be telling the truth. Tell the truth. So I, so I preached this message a couple different times. You know that I just, today, I received an email. She went to my website. This person went to my website, and she, re and she left me an email. And she said, I listened to your message on All Lives Matter. And she said that, um, she said, at first I was a little bit offended because, you know, I didn't agree with it. But I listened. I kept on listening to you. And she said that as I listened, I realized what you were saying. And my eyes were opened. And she said that, she said that, um, she goes, I, 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 re I, I agreed with your statement that you do not agree with the movement in and of itself because the movement is wicked. She said, thank you for saying that and being bold and, and speaking out. She said, I had then, since then, listened to some of your other messages, and I really like your spirit. And so anyway, and she went on and just thanking me, and then she asked me for prayer and everything. Praise God. That's wonderful. You know, praise the Lord. I'm grateful. I had somebody else that emailed me, and they said, oh, my gosh, after I listened to your message, I repented. She goes, because I was supporting the movement and I was actually telling my children, I was, I was an advocate, I was telling my children that they should be supporting this movement too. And now she goes, I didn't know, I just didn't know that this is what they stood for. She goes, and now I'm repenting and I'm going to go tell my children we can't, as Christians, the movement is not godly. And you can't separate, because I've heard people, well, I don't believe in the mission statement and their vision, but I still believe in the movement. You can't separate the two. That's talk, it's like talking out of both sides of your mouth. You can't, it's what they represent. And it's very ungodly. So why am I bringing that up? Because you know what? There's a boldness of the Lord that's going to come upon you when you live with the Holy Ghost fire on your life. When you live with your lamp being full, 
right? Full of oil. When you live with your lamp, the wick trimmed, you're going to walk in boldness. You're not going to walk in stupidity. You're going to walk in the discernment of the Lord. When the Lord says to speak, you're going to speak. When he says to be quiet, you're going to be quiet. When he tells you to go to this person, you go to that person. When he says, go over here, you're going to go over here. And you're not going to be afraid of the popularity contest because who cares? We're here to serve Christ. So as I read the email, today, as I was reading my email today, I thought, wow. I said, Lord, thank you. Because if, if, if what I said would help one person, if it would even just help one person shed light for one person to actually realize the truth, right? Then it's worth it. It's worth all the, all the harassment that I get. It's worth all the bashing that I get. It's worth all of the crazy, ridiculous things that I get hear and say of people just feeling their freedom of speech. So they're just going to dump on you. My gosh, are you kidding me right now? It doesn't matter to me anymore. It really doesn't. But, but it was to me, I read that email and I was like, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So he's going to cause you as you're filled with the oil, as we're filled with the oil, he's going to cause you to go upstream. Not, you're not going with the flow. Stop having the mentality. I got to just go with the flow. I don't want to cause waves. And I'm not telling you to be someone that's causing waves just to cause waves. I'm telling you to stand for truth. I'm telling you to be a person that stands on the word of God. I'm telling you to live your life with your lamps full of oil, not just barely enough, but full of oil and keeping your, your wick trimmed so that the oil, the light of Christ that you actually produce is clear. It's pure. It's good. It's not smoky. It's not out of control. Amen. This is talking about the return of Christ. This is talking about us as the bride of Christ being ready. These five foolish virgins had the lamps. They had the word. They had some oil. They had the Holy Spirit. But yet they didn't. It's talking about here. Some think they're ready and they're not. Don't let that be you. Verse 11, afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. Verse 13, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So, Father, we thank you for this parable that you've given to us in such a time as this. In this day and in this hour, your word says that he who endures to the end shall be saved. Father, we thank you. We have assurance of our salvation. It's not that we don't have assurance of our salvation. But at the same time, we want to live with our, with our lamps full. And we want to live with our wicks trimmed. And we want to live in the overflow, not barely having enough. We don't want to get caught up in things that are not of God. We don't want to, get, we don't want to be seduced in things that would want to rob you of God's fullness. So, Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I decree over this house, I decree over those that are listening, even those that will listen to the, to the, um, to the replay, when it's put online, Father, right now, and if there be any person that is not sure of their salvation, then right now, this is the day of salvation for you. If you're not sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior, then right now you can make it right. Right now, you can say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you and I recognize my need for salvation. Mm -hmm.